I'm Melissa Currens. And I'm Amy Yersted. And we welcome you to the 10th episode of the What Would Alice Paul Do podcast. This podcast is about demystifying what it means to be a volunteer with the League of Women Voters today. In this episode, we'll be talking about updates with the National League of Women Voters with our new segment, and we'll be sharing an activist alert. So, Amy, we haven't um, had a podcast episode since the election. It's, uh, a, I feel like a lot has pa- like happened. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly has. Yeah, life has been upside down, and it's uh, good things have happened. So, um, I can tell you, in Virginia, we had some amazing news. Um People who got elected, um, we, I mean, the the delegates, so we have delegates instead of representatives in our state, and the the diversity is just amazing, and um, mm-hmm. it's really inspiring, and I think that there's a lot of great stuff to come in Virginia. It makes me very hopeful um, that we can get some great legislation passed, because um, mm-hmm. we have a lot of different people, a lot of people who were not connected to money interests, actually, even I'll dive in a little deeper in that is that I think 12 of the people who got elected to the state house in Virginia signed a pledge um, saying that they would not take money, corporation, corporate money from a company called Dominion Electric, which is like our public utility company. Um, and they, that particular company gives a lot, I mean, hundreds of thousands of wow. dollars to, yeah. um, to our politicians. And so for them not to, for them to promise that they won't take money was truly amazing. And they actually won their races. And so we might actually get green energy. I mean, it's wow. I mean, just, I know. I'm like, this is awesome. I can't and wait. Your, and your turnout was really fabulous. I was reading in the news about Virginia really uh, had really great voter turnout. Virginia is a weird state because we have elections every single year. So I guess good habits of <laughs> voting. Right. Um and so I, I kept hearing around in league is that oftentimes the, it'll be a pretty low turnout this year and then a really low turnout next year. Um, maybe fatigue, I'm not sure, but this year it wasn't. So maybe it's the Trump bump and people wanted to get out and make their voice heard. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, they did. They came out. We had a, I mean, I was an election officer this year for my first time and it was nonstop, like the entire day. I, I have to say for those people who do election officer work. Um, and I typically, when I go <laughs> and vote, it's usually 70 and 80 year old women who are doing this and they do it every single year. Hats off to those ladies because that is the hardest damn job <laughs> ever. <laughs> and sometimes people yell at you. I'm like, wow. Right. <laughs> like, you really don't pay me enough to get this. Right. Talk this about like uh, civic service, right? <laughs> yeah. But most people are very kind and sweet. So, um, and it was really awesome to see because uh, we had a really rainy, cold day that day. And people mm. had the voter guide under their arm. And it just made me feel so proud when I saw all these people coming into to the poll and they had the voter guide under their arm. I was like, awesome. yes, that is yeah. awesome. Like, we um, need to take some pictures of that and put it in some of our appeals letters. <laughs> That's right. Make some money for the league. That's right. So we keep those yeah. voter guides going. Show yeah. our impact. Yep. And we had volunteers at our um, our local precincts. We had volunteers standing out all day long under umbrellas and awnings freezing um and just so dedicated to the cause so it just i mean it it was democracy in action it was fabulous and in ohio we didn't have such a great turnout like you did but um you know we can always see it as an opportunity to do more work with the league of women voters volunteers next year we only had two state issues that were really the the big election 
um, grabbers for this uh, past season. So um, there's a lot of work to do, but you know we'll get it. We'll get, get our it. volunteers on it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Come on, people, get out there yeah. and vote. Another thing about Virginia that was really cool too, I didn't mention. So with that diversity piece um, and having all these new people come, we had the first uh, transgender woman uh, was elected in Virginia, uh, Danica Roem. And wow. what's amazing is that her issues that she was running on was transportation. Like apparently there's a transportation issue in her community that, she, you know, just fired her up. And so she ran. And it's from what I understand, it's the same area where the incumbent had come up with a bathroom bill. So like she defeated an incumbent that came up with a bathroom bill that totally hurt her and she kicked his butt. So I'm like, rock on. That's <laughs> awesome. And as the first transgender woman uh, in Virginia. So I'm right. just like, oh, this is, it was such a historic election day. It really mm-hmm. was. Well, and I know it seemed like um, a lot more people were running for office too, mm-hmm. like just in general, people who got really inspired to make a difference in their community, we have a lot more people running for office. So keep keep going with that. If you're interested in running for office, we encourage you to do so. Oh, you can absolutely. make a difference. Yeah, I mean, that is really probably, I think over this past year, I've always been nonpartisan. I've always been very league-like. Um, but I've been watching these groups online on Facebook and, and I'm seeing that, you know, we definitely have problems with our parties. Like all the parties are, they have a lot of, well, I mean, that would be an entire another podcast and I'm pretty sure there's already some podcasts devoted to that. Right. But, um, but I have noticed like there is a place for those parties. They do need to strengthen. They need to find their inner soul um, and their moral compass. But once they do, there is a place in our democracy for those parties. And I, I'm seeing at the grassroots, like all those Facebook groups and all of these different groups that are coming together um, who are strategizing and they're oftentimes doing it without the party, but they're helping getting people elected. And it's the tools that they're coming up with, the networks they're making, the relationships, uh, the conversations, and their dedication and passion is just amazing. It's, I don't know if all states are seeing this or if many voters are seeing this, but from, if you look on Facebook and you're looking behind the scenes and, um, and watching it, it's, uh, it's, I just can't wait to jump into it one day and, you know, Mm -hmm. learn Mm -hmm. more. I feel like it's a, such a great education to go, and really see what these grassroots groups are doing to get, you know, the people they truly care about, get them elected so that they can lead and hopefully fundamentally change some of the corruption in, in our state politics. It's inspiring. It is. It is. And they, I mean, these ladies, some of these volunteers, they worked, I mean, they knocked on like thousands of doors. I personally know a woman and when I told her that, and we'll get into this in a second with the postcards, but I told her how we did 4,000 postcards and she was like, I did 2,000 by myself in a month. And I was like, wow, my, my jaw just dropped. <laughs> I was like, I am not working hard enough. <laughs> There's always more to do, but you know, you, you, those um, postcards that you're going to talk about, I mean, it's pretty amazing what you did, were able to do with the get out to vote with that. But the thing is, there wasn't even my idea. Like it was, that was from those grassroots organizations mm, that I right. saw on Facebook. It, that was there. They were doing this. Um, but I can't do it because since I'm serving on the national board for the League of Women Voters, I have to stay nonpartisan. But they looked like they were having so much fun writing awesome messages on cool postcards um, and drinking a whole bunch of wine. And I was like, <laughs> damn, I want to get in that. Right. So I, I asked my local league if I could buy postcards. We can get the list from the, ele- the Department of Elections. And they said they liked the idea. And I was like, well, maybe we can make this go bigger. So then I asked my state board if we could do it. And they they said, we'll have this as a pilot project because they'd never done it before. So they gave me a certain amount of money. 
to try it and just said, you know, you can run it the way you want and just give us a report of how it went so that we know, you know, if we can use this again and if we can expand it. So I did. And we, we end up with, uh, we gave, they said I could spend up to $500, which isn't much, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's a nice pilot and I've got a lot going on. So it's not like I can devote all my life to postcards by myself, but, uh, we end up buying 4,000 postcards and, and I, um, I designed them something really basic and easy, but, uh, bold and catchy. And then um, different leagues throughout the state, and I, I want to say there was 10 local leagues, would ask me if they could have them. So they anywhere between, you know, they 100 postcards to like one local league asked for like 750, but then they wanted more and I have ran out. So it was a really, it was really cool for them because they got to write the sweet messages. They got to get to know the voters in their community better. Uh, a lot of them canvassed, so they would just write the messages and then have volunteers walk from door to door. And we targeted underrepresented communities, uh, lots of apartments because we know they're a nomadic population. You know, people who don't aren't usually asked by the parties to vote. Uh, we wanted to make sure that they know that we care and we want them to go vote. And that's that was the whole point of the postcards was to try to get people who don't know there's election or don't usually vote. Um, we want them to know that we care and they vote. Yeah. And so... Uh, it was cool when I would walk around. Um, there was this one point. So some of the cards I wrote the messages on, I'd write hearts and make it real sappy. And one of them was, uh, your mother wants you to use your voice. <laughs> Go vote. So yeah. I dropped it off in somebody's door. And the lady, she picked it up and looked, read the note real quick. And then she smiled like the warmest, loving smile Aww. ever. And she was like an older woman. But I was just like, oh, we have a connection. <laughs> yeah. You touched her. Yeah. So I, I hope, I mean, I just... It was really exciting to think that people are going to be getting those postcards and it was, you know, it was like together we can make an impact and, you know, I can't do this without you or we can't do right. this without you and, you know, just it, nice messages. It increases the electorate without having to be part of that um, partisan machine. Yeah. So that's what I really liked about it. Yep. And a lot of young people live in apartments and um, I had heard that 40, 45% of young people do not align with either party. So that means if those, if 45% aren't aligning with either party, and they're registered to vote, do either party go and ask them to vote or have they given up on them? I'm not really sure. And that's why I thought it was great for the league because we're the trusted source. We're not going to tell them who to vote for, but we're going to tell them that we really care that they do go vote. Right. And we want them to go use vote 411. And we had that on the postcard as well. And we'd made sure we like starred it and highlighted it. Please go use vote 411. Mm-hmm. So no, so it was great for league for visibility. It was great for our volunteers. A lot of people were not league members and they just wanted to do something. And so we definitely wanted them to come and help because there's a lot of work to do. Um, And then it was great for the voters. So it was like a win, win, win. And we can now use this also in appeal letter because we want to grow this pilot. Um, And so, you know, it takes money to make cards and stamps. The stamps actually was the most expensive part was the stamps. How would one donate to your project, Amy? Oh, it's funny you ask. <laughs> you can go to um, lwv-va.org if you want to make um, a donation to the education fund because this is a voter education uh, project, and that money would help us um, make some more make some more postcards for the 2018 election, which is going to be huge. <laughs> Thank you.
So um, we have a new segment tonight that we want to introduce called League Scoop. This is where we're going to share the latest news about what is happening at LWVUS. So um, we're going to talk about the new mission and the new vision that LWVUS has recently released. And uh, luckily, we have Amy, who is a national board member, so she can talk a little bit about that for us. We also want to talk about the new League of Women Voters website, if you haven't checked that out as well. So I'm really excited about this new segment that we're adding because the League of Women Voters is going through a transformational journey. Uh, and we started actually about a year ago uh, was where we really started talking about it. I think the league has actually been going through some sort of transformational journey for probably quite a while. We all knew um, that we're turning 100 soon. 2020 will be 100 years old. And this the league is considered a legacy organization. And, you know, as things evolve in time and technology um, and culture, you know, the league also has to change. And so... We we're addressing the external and internal pressures. You know, we get that volunteerism has changed drastically since, you know, the league in its heyday. We are turning this bad boy into like a like streamlined machine so that we can really make, you know, we I mean, we have so much work to do when it comes to voting rights and the money and politics issue and redistricting. And so in order for the League of Women Voters to be really impactful, uh, we got to we got to make some changes. We got to have some focus, um, and that started with recently at the uh, end of October. The national board had a uh, board meeting, and <laughs> we were some busy bees. Like I tell you what, we got so much stuff done. It was it was really awesome um, to see the group of people come together and come up with a new vision mission mission, vision, and value statement. And so I'll tell you what the what they are because I'm really, really proud of them. And I'm really, really proud the direction that the League of Women Voters is going. So our vision statement is we envision a democracy where every person has the desire, the right, the knowledge, and the confidence to participate. So we used to have a, a mission statement that was really long and Nobody could recite it. And you really, as an organize, you know, as a member in the organization, you should be able to recite that mission statement because you truly believe in the work. And, you know, when someone says, what do you do? You should be able to say, this is what we do. But we, we or this is what we believe in. But we couldn't because it was such a long, <laughs> Melissa, you remember right. that? You remember that? It was like something about hands-on democracy, public policy. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Encourages informed and active participation. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course you would yeah. know that much. <laughs> But um, so this is the vision. So this envisioned democracy where every person has the desire, the right, the knowledge and the confidence to participate. That's where we want to be. That's not like that's not the mission. That is where we strive to be. That's the vision statement. So our mission statement, the new mission statement is empowering voters, defending democracy. Two sentences, four words. Um, It's, you know, there's no guessing what we do anymore. That's our job. We empower voters. We defend democracy. I love it. I I see T-shirts of this and bumper stickers. We'll always know the direction that we need to go. And then our value statement, the value statement is the league believes in the power of women to create a more perfect democracy. And I I love this uh, value statement. I feel that it is eloquent and it is timeless. It both reflects on our past, you know, Alice Paul, Carrie Chapman, Catt and others, you know, how much they, you know, they fought tirelessly every single day for the right to vote, but then also to inform that new electorate. But then this also looks to the future and believing in the power of women of the future, because right now is 
less than 20% of the U.S. House and U.S. Senate are occupied by women. I mean, that's crazy. Um, And then when you look at the state, uh, states across the country, the state houses and senates, um, it's 25%. It's, I mean, we're not there. We are not at 50%, and yet we're 50% of the population. And so um, the women and politics, you know, it hasn't always been together. Mm -hmm. But in the league, it has been like, this is our place to grow. This is the place to develop women, to be leaders in their community, eventually to run for office. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I love this value statement. And it's not that we're not including men. Uh, We know that men have power. (laughs) Right. We believe in that power because it's always been around. But this is recognizing, this is, you know, verbalizing that we believe in the power of women. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when women are leading, you know, the communities are stronger. And I like the um, creating a more perfect democracy because, you know, I think about how when we get more people involved in democracy, it does create better, like a better system, a better society. It nods to our past, but looks to the future. Yep, absolutely. So that's it. So we have a new vision, new mission and new value statements. And then uh, those statements um, you can find for the most part on our new website. So that was just released this past week. And it's, it's glorious. It's got the suffrage. If you notice, if you're like attention to detail, like I am when it comes to league stuff, uh, especially with colors and graphics and whatnot, it's got the suffrage color. So, um, you have the purple and gold are in there if you'll notice. Um, and then we have our traditional red, white, and blue, but, uh, it, it looks so nice. It works great on the phone and the iPad. And so that's nice. And then, uh, it's got great drop down menus and the league management site is still connected. If you go mm-hmm. scrolled all the way down to the bottom. It's so the, nice and, the, and big and bright. The league yeah. management buttons at the in the footer. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's really you can't miss it. Yep, yep. And then you also one of the things that was the old website was kind of I mean, it was a pain in the butt is if you wanted to go find a local league, um it was really hard to figure that out, but uh we've now have it so that it's like it's right there. You can find your local league. You put in your zip code and then it'll give you a list of local leagues or in my case, there's only one. And and then you'll find the website and go right there. Uh, but I have to caution um, those that do the roster in your local league, you got to make sure that's up to date because if it's not, then the website won't have the most up to date information when people are using right. that part of the website. Because it's plugged, it's plugged into the database and that's what's feeding this information. Yep. Is that correct, Amy? Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. So if it's wrong, we just got to update the, our roster. Yep, yep. Yeah, because I noticed my local league wasn't updated. So so <laughs> if yours is not updated, you're in good, good company. <laughs> right. I did see some questions on Facebook. There, uh, People were asking whether League Easy Web, so that's the California product that a lot of leagues use for their website hosting, um, whether League Easy Web and the LWV.org page would be talking to each other. And so from what I understand, yes, I think that LW, League of Women Voters California and the League of Women Voters United States, they're working together so that they can, there is some, like, some talking and I think like sharing of news. So like the national news somehow will get shared. So I'm not exactly sure how it is. And I don't use Milo. So that's only with Milo. Actually, I take that back. It's yeah. not with League Easy Web. It'll be with Milo. And that's right. the newer version of Lou. Um, so if your league has Milo, um, I think those there's going to be some updates now that LWV.org has a new total new website. Um, and if you haven't gone to Milo yet, you pro- it's probably a great time to do it. My local league, I'm the webmaster. I haven't done it yet, but I intend to do it. It's just finding the time to do it. So uh, plus it looks, it just, Milo looks awesome. And, and Milo stands for My League Online. 
There we go. So and then um, and then Amy was saying Lou, so that's League Easy Web. Yeah. So so we're we're using um, you know when you're in the in the biz, <laughs> use all the <laughs> all the yeah. acronyms. And then I get, so for those that really care about the management side, uh, so the league management at the bottom, like we were saying, I I use all like I constantly use those tools. Um, that page has not been updated. It still looks like hell. So it <laughs> just to be honest, right? just to be brutally honest, you can't find a damn thing in there. I promise. So and that hasn't changed. But we that is going to have a change, though. So convention 2018, um, we're working like our the staff and the people who are doing the website are working really hard to clean that up and make it look all spick and span and brand new. Right. So hopefully we'll have a rollout in 2018. No promises, though, because from what I understand, there's like 5,000 pages that the staff has to go through and pull out like, you know, wow. there's, you know, like there's there's old message boards on there where people ask a question like, you know, how do you have a holiday party? Like, you know, that's got to go. <laughs> but all those are pages, yeah, that they have to go through. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a lot of random random stuff um because the website the league management site is a little hard to to handle to find (laughs) stuff what i do is i like will go to a google search page and i'll type in like um uh nominating committee little green book league of women voters and i let google find it in the site versus trying to go to lwv.org and doing the search that way Mm. i just put in what i'm trying to find and then always just add League of Women Voters, or I put LWV.org as like a search term. For the most part, I get lucky, but there was, I was just looking for something the other day. I couldn't find it after like 30 minutes and I gave up. I'm like, I knew it was on here. Actually, I think it was on Facebook and I couldn't find it through the Facebook. But anyways, regardless, it's getting an update. um, And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. So um, the last thing I guess I want to talk about for the uh, the convention will be 2018, and that's in Chicago. So if you haven't made your plans to go to Chicago for the league's uh, convention, you should do that. You know, the nominating committee's doing their work right now real hard trying to find replacements, like for me, because I said I, you know, I might want to try out some of that partisan politics down the road, and you can't do that while you're on national. So I, uh, my place is up and um, right. a couple others. So. And you'll get mm-hmm. to like hang out with us because we're oh, going to go yeah. to convention. That's right. That's right. You can party with us. Absolutely. And then uh, what else happens at convention? Well, they look at the bylaws, which normally that's pretty like kind of boring, you would think. I like but... bylaws. <laughs> of course you do. Of course. We're yin and yang, right? It is kind of fun. I only think it's fun when they have people coming at the pro and con mic. Um, <laughs> that and they is start, fun. They start yeah. duking it out and I'm like okay where's the popcorn <laughs> right right <laughs> but with the transformational change stuff you know the potential that could be happening i hope not i hope everybody just loves what we're doing and it'll be all right so it's worth going to the convention to help you know help get the league moving in the direction so that we know that we will be impactful past 2020 i'd, I'd love to see strong leagues all over the country in every single community um you know back in the 60s i think the league had I mean, it was, it was, a. I mean, it was way, I mean, over a hundred thousand members for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, it would just be amazing if we could do that again. And so it starts with going to a convention, starts with joining the league, yeah. bringing your friends, making the party. Chicago is so. going to be awesome. I mean, if you've never been to Chicago, obviously you need to go because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's um, the end of June, which is a, it's a little different, right, Amy? Yeah. The, yeah. The this, timing. 
Yep, totally. So it's going to be like the last weekend of June and the last, it'd be July 1st, I think is when the date actually ends. So like it's right. Normally it's always Father's Day weekend. So you believe in the power of men. We don't have it on Father's Day anymore. Right. <laughs> Helping them out. That's right. Honoring the fathers. That's right. Yeah. You have your weekend back to yourself after yeah. how many decades? <laughs> if you are interested in being a delegate, I would say start talking to your local president and um, see if like there's a spot for you. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking about this on our social media. So feel free to reach out to us there. And then we also have um, our email. So we are alicepaulpodcast at gmail.com. Your activist alert. Um, and this, this time we have something that I'm really passionate about. It's got a long shot, but we're in it for the long game. So it's okay. So what this one is called is We the People Democracy Reform Act of 2017, and it's Senate Bill 1880. So this, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like it when they sound like a year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this bill is incredibly exciting. It's essentially a bunch of good bills wrapped up into one very big bill. Um, it's 350 pages. So if you want to go and read it, you can just go to congress.gov and you can go check it out. You just put in a search Senate Bill 1880. And this bill it covers the gamut of democracy issues. So redistricting reform is in it, campaign finance reform, specifically the focus on small donors, which is a personal favorite and interest of mine, enacting disclosure and defining super PACs, automatic voter registration is in there, overhauling the Federal Elections Commission um, is in there. It's it's a huge, it's huge. And it's this is stuff that the league has actually already been lobbying on for, well, at least as, as long as I've been a volunteer lobbyist. And so now it's just been all put together. So these are all great, great things. And then imagine if this bill actually got passed, how different our democracy would be. It it would actually look more like a democracy, a representative Mm -hmm. democracy. Mm -hmm. So like I said, this bill gets me really, really excited. So if you've been shopping for that perfect time to flex your advocacy muscle, now's the time to flex. This is a great bill. It has several co-sponsors, but should have many, many more and it will only happen when we ask. So you need to call your senators, make office visits, send letters and postcards, and let them know that you know this bill will help improve our election system and give voters a fighting chance. You know, normal people could run for office. And it's again, it's called the We the People Democracy Reform Act of 2017. Again, it's it's Senate Bill 1880. My two U.S. senators in Virginia, neither one of them have co-sponsored it, um, which frustrates the bejesus out of me. I have visited their offices. I have called them. Uh, the next is for me to write letters to them. I have done action alerts with them. And so do what I'm doing and just keep on it if, if yours have not. There are four, last time I looked, 14 have co-sponsored it. I have talked to them and thanked them for co-sponsoring. The Lobby Corps, the, the League of Women Voters United States, Volunteer Lobby Corps is on the Hill, you know, trying to get some more co-sponsors. And so it would be really helpful if all of you out there will look at the bill. Congress.gov is where you can find it. Again, at Senate Bill 1880. And then see if your U.S. Senator has co-sponsored it. And if they have not, please ask them to co-sponsor it. It's such a good bill. Yeah, Ohio Senators have not yet. So I'm going to be reaching out. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is Melissa Currents. And this is Amy Yersted. We ask, what would Alice Paul do? But it's more important what you're going to do. Check out the league's new LWV.org website. 
Let us know what you think. And if you're not a League member already, join our crew. Now's a good time. Until next time. Thank you.